Hey, good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, Wealth Wellness Wednesday. I believe it's January 26th. Yes, it is. Just had to confirm that. Isn't it so amazing that we know the date yet? Like we have to look at our different devices and our calendars to make sure we actually are on the right day. Hey, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0 with two sisters. And we hopefully will have Carol Sue on with us momentarily, but in the interim today, we have an amazing guest and I know I'm probably going to chop her name up, which I initially did um, when we met <coughs> a couple of months ago. Um, and I think I may have even spelt your name wrong. So on the tagline, so I do apologize for that. <laughs> Um, today we want to welcome Jolie, correct? Did I say Jolly. Jolly isn't happy. Jolly. That's right. I remember that conversation because I, I, that was such a tongue twister. I was like, Jolie, jo no, it's Jolly. So thank you so much for correcting me with that. Um, I do appreciate that. And <laughs> excuse me, you are an amazing holistic uh, Reiki practitioner. And I just kind of really want to dive into that because we were just having this great conversation before we hopped on. So if you can kind of describe for our audience, what exactly it is that you do. <laughs> thank you, Janice. And, and thank you so much for inviting me on today. I really appreciate it. Um, so I am a Reiki master practitioner and teacher. And I uh, first started learning Reiki back in 2006 as a part of um, a, a journey to self-care. Reiki is a Japanese um, spiritual practice actually, or I should say it's a spiritual practice, um, which in this particular iteration came from Japan. You can probably find very similar practices in other um, cultures in other regions of the world. But essentially it's this um, kind of concept that we're tapping into a kind of spiritual source, universal source of energy, and that we combine the use of this energy with, um, in the case of Reiki from Japan, these five precepts that kind of guide our lives and they include trying, you know, so just for today, I will not anger. Just for today, I will not worry. Just for today, I will do my best. Just for today, I will be kind to all living things. Um, just for today, I will uh, honor the people who came before me. So, you know, it, it's this, it's, and, and there's different, again, iterations of that, but the idea is that it's actually a personal spiritual practice, but then as you embody it and become more and more, um, or dive deeper into the practice, you uh, can sometimes help other people. And that really is the icing on the cake, if you will. Um, so, with my Reiki practice, I do both in-person sessions and remote sessions, i.e. distance sessions. And it's to really help people with all sorts of challenges, you know, whether it's grief, um, 
insomnia, anxiety, pain, physical pain. So it's, um, it's very rewarding to say the least. Yeah. I, I can imagine in having that type of a practice where you're able to um, help others, even, you know, obviously remotely, <coughs> I think is um, an amazing addition to what you do because, you know, literally you can, you know, work with somebody around the world, <coughs> excuse me, and to be able to um, tap into those gifts, I think is amazing. And I want to go back to our conversation. I want to share that with everyone because I think it's, um, pretty amazing. So I had shared um, that my son Ryan had suffered a life-threatening injury back in July. And last night he went for his uh, CAT scan. He has an upcoming surgery. We don't know when the surgery is yet to replace the left side of his skull. And <clears throat> the conversation that we led into, I thought was um, kind of amazing because you had picked out some things that I was feeling. So if we can kind of just go back to that conversation and if you wouldn't mind sharing with what you were starting to um, share with me about that conversation. Oh yeah, no, that would be great. I am, um, I'm very, um, just feeling very blessed that you're willing to share this with, with others. So um, we were talking about the fact that, you know, your son's had this CAT scan. It's, um, you know, he, he's been having to uh, do all, you know, really modify how he's been living since the accident last July. And so the, this CAT scan kind of represents this, um, you know, small move forward. This is in preparation for surgery that will allow him to maybe go back to more of a normal life. And, and so, you know, you, you were saying how excited you were for him. Of course, the surgery, any surgery is not without risk, but, you know, he's opted for using particular material in his surgery. And, and, and so, you know, that there's a lot of um, engagement for moving forward. And, it, what's interesting is that I, I feel, you know, modern society doesn't really teach us how to be in that liminal space, that threshold where it's not what it was before the accident last summer, but you're not yet into the space where it's post-surgery. And so you're in this liminal space, you're on the threshold and it's, an, it's a space that modern society doesn't value. And so therefore modern society doesn't teach us how to be there. And so I feel that, you know, this comes up obviously a lot in my Reiki work and, and is part of the reason why I'm so familiar with it. Um, it's so important to, as you know, maybe overly sentimental as it may sound, to find how do you see life differently from before? How will life change after? What is it that I'm feeling now? What 
am I gaining now? Um, you know, it's that whole idea of trying to find the gold amidst the rubble. You know, what can we do to make this liminal space actually meaningful and not something that, oh, yeah, just let's get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. You know, that that rushing through is such a, I think, a, a poor, um, I don't know what the word is, but it, it's something that comes out of modern living and I think is to our detriment, so. You know, and thank you for sharing that because um, obviously um, <laughs> the way that I found out to, to what, what had happened or transpired with my son to where I am today um, really has been such uh, a roller coaster. And as a, any parent can certainly relate to when your um, child, is injured and you find out about it at two o'clock the next morning. Um, it really, how do I explain? It really like sh shattered my nerves in such a way that I never, ever, ever expected. And <clears throat> looking back on that, you know, I look back, his injury actually occurred on Monday, July 19th at about one o'clock in the afternoon. So I didn't technically find out until about 13 hours later at two o'clock in the morning. So I go back to that time frame where here I am going about my day, having a great day. Business is doing great. The this, the that, you know, I'm, you know, it's, I remember it being such a beautiful, bright day. And at that time, Obviously, I didn't know, but my son was <clears throat> suffering from a life-threatening injury. And when I found out about that at two o'clock in the morning, I was beside myself. Like I just, I, when I say that I lost it, I lost it. You know, I typically have to get up in the middle of the night anyways, and, you know, grabbed my phone <clears throat> and, you know, picked up my phone again and then, you know, happened to look at it and I see um, a text message. Ryan had a stroke and is in emergency surgery. And I'm like, what? what? Uh, like, yeah. like I scream. So from that moment to where I am today is really um, such a journey. I don't know how to describe it then other than a journey of ups, ups and downs and you know, to the point where, <clears throat> you know, you know, obviously I made it to Philly as, as soon as I could. <clears throat> and um, everything that transpired in between, but I, I also look at that journey, that specific time frame. so many people moved heaven and earth for me to do what I needed to do. And I am so grateful for all those that made it seamlessly happen in such a magical kind of way. I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, for instance, my uh, cousin in um, Philly who happened, <coughs> I look, you know, in the middle of the night, I looked up um, his address to where 
the hospital where my son was, which wasn't that, you know, not, not much of a, you know, jaunt for that. So I'm like, well, you know, I'll call them first thing in the morning, you know, maybe they can pick me up at the trace that like everybody from the moment I made that call to my sister, to the, to the moment that I made, you know, contact with the rest of my family, like everybody moved heaven and earth for me to get to where I needed to go and supported me throughout that whole journey. And I am just so grateful beyond measure. And, you know, even though he's had quite a few setbacks, you know, people will say, hey, how's Ryan doing? And I'm like, you know, considering everything he's been through, in my opinion, and I still say this, but I say it because I believe it, his progress thus far is miraculous, in my opinion. And, you know, I hold on to that because we could have had a different outcome and, and we didn't because the, that first week that he was in critical condition, it was doom and gloom, doom and gloom. <laughs> and, you know, when you're in that, it's like, how do you, how do you move past that? Or how do you deal with that? So this has been an ongoing thing for me, for not only myself, but obviously my son, um, he turns 34, no, 35 this year. Gosh, I sometimes have to uh, think about that, but, you know, because when he was a little sidebar, when he was little, he would always say, oh, mom, just, you know, this time of year, just say that I'm 14 because I'm going to be 14, you know, in a couple months. So I always have to like, okay, well, how old is oh, Wait, he? no. Yeah. How much am I adding to that? <laughs> so he's, he's presently 34. He'll be 35, I believe. Um, and I am just, I'm just so excited for him to um, embrace what's ahead for him because he's just, he's so creative. He's so, <coughs> excuse me, he's so vibrant and why wouldn't I be excited for him? And mm -hmm. obviously as a mom, it's like, you know, as you said, you know, with going through something like that, you know, any type of um, surgery, there's, you know, always that, but, you know, I, I accept whatever is to come because I know that in the end, that's going to help him to get back to where he wants to be. So I, I just couldn't be more excited for him um, as he starts to kind of, you know, work toward that goal of, you know, going through this, this surgery. So I have so much to be blessed and grateful for. Which is such a beautiful way to put it, Janice. I mean, I think, you know, again, to a certain extent, it, it's recognizing that, you know, your ability to acknowledge this beautiful web of, of people and um, circumstances that allowed you to get to your son in time. You know, these are energetic connections their energy fields that are interacting with each other but you know to a certain extent we do have to a certain extent we do have a choice in how we respond to these things um i am when i'm not doing my my holistic work i i can get very very political and I'm going to do my best not to stand on any soapboxes today. But, you know, I, I think that 
like one of the reasons why I find astrology so fascinating is because there's this, this debate, you know, how do we have free will? Is it all charted out for us? Or is there a measure of free will that allows us to make things different? Or is the free will simply how we respond to something? It's going to happen one way or the other, but do I respond to it as a victim or do I respond to it with gratitude and grace? So, you know, is that free will? I, I really love getting into those kind of very meaty, you know, existential metaphysical questions. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I think that's, I think that's kind of a key, obviously, to the type of work that you do, that you love to do. Um, and, you know, I, I wonder, you know, had I, would I have wanted that to happen? Obviously not, you know, nobody wants to see their, their child hurt. But the fact is that um, it did happen. <laughs> I had no control over it. And, you know, I did, did I have control over the outcome? I only had control over my feelings and how I felt as a parent and, and my need to get to my son as, as soon as I could. And, you know, to make sure that I adequately, you know, obviously kept his dad and stepmom informed of what was happening. And, you know, we all, we all banded together because, you know, that was our, our common goal. In fact, that's his, Ryan's uh, picture there. That's his uh, senior picture. <laughs> and um, obviously from quite a few years ago, but, you know, it's like I always have him over my my shoulder. And that's a great reminder that, you know, no matter what happens or what transpires, there's, you know, there's always, there's always going to be that love there. There's always going to be um, this situation that we all went through. <clears throat> together and yes, yes. I, I am grateful that I'm just so grateful for so much I, and, and let me tell you that didn't happen overnight for me to to say that because you know there were points in time there that um you know <laughs> I would wake up in the middle of the night oh my god do I have another text message you know wh what's going on with Ryan but you know, you you learn to to not deal with it, but I guess yeah, deal with what what is happening and transpiring, and knowing that I can't control I can't control what is happening, but I can control how I react to something. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's been a long time coming for everybody involved with Ryan's care. Um, and I'm, wow, there's so much, I could, I should write a book on just the subject alone. <laughs> you could, and it would probably help a lot of people because again, this is not something that is taught to us in the course of modern society and modern day living. Um, if anything, modern day living is all about go, go, go productivity, you know? And, and one of the things that I have been trying to stress in my practice is, if you want that productivity, you need to have productive rest. You have to view rest as being productive, as part of the cycle 
of productivity. But again, that gets warped in modern day living. So, but to, to go back to your point about, you know, the, the gratitude and, and the container that you built, basically, you know, a painstaking process, but you built this container, this web of support and this kind of energetic bonding where, you know, it was as much as possible sending love and good thoughts to your son. Mm-hmm. And we, again, it might poo poo that as, oh, because we can't see it, right? You, you talk about it, but you don't see it. And so you're just like, yeah, well, whatever. But no, that's huge. That's a big deal because that affects how, how your son is going to respond to his treatment. Everything we do has a ripple effect, everything. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Mm. And, you know, even um, like a small detail, you mentioned that when you got that initial text message at two in the morning, you Googled, you found a cousin that lives not far from the hospital and you said, okay, so I'll call this cousin first thing in the morning. And I just thought, how thoughtful is that? Because if it were me, I would probably be going, I don't care what time it is, I'm calling you right now, you know what I mean? So, you know, those are moments of grace that I think are, again, so important to recognize. Mm-hmm. You know, a big thing in the, in the wellness industry right now is this whole concept of celebrating your wins. Because when we celebrate them, the the human brain has a propensity to focus on what is gone wrong, what has not worked, what has gone, what is bad. And it's partly because that is the vestige of the survival strategy. The brain is existing purely to help keep you alive and survive. And so they're high, you know, the brain is hyper-focused on what's gone wrong so I don't let it happen again so that I can stay alive. So we have to, this is where, again, maybe you could argue free will comes in. We have to make an effort to focus on the wins, to focus on what's good, to focus on what helps. And every small act, deed, word makes a difference, really does. Excuse me, it, it really does. And you know, I've had several occasions where I've had to, you know, eventually drive down by myself at at different points in time. And, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't like driving long distances, but, you know, obviously I knew I was, you know, going to see my son. So that made it, of course, um, a lot better, but, you know, those, as hard as those times were, there were also some of the gr- greatest conversations that I've had with my son. So, you know, <clears throat> again, definitely blessed. Mm. You know, my first my first trip down there, you know, when I got the, the, me- the text message um, and I started calling everybody at six in the morning. I'm like, I know it's early, but I don't care. I'm gonna call people now. By the time I got a chance to call my cousin, his um his wife picked up and she just like immediately immediately knew 
you know, obviously by the tone of my voice. And uh, I had probably about a half an hour to take a quick shower, pack something and get to the train station, like literally a half an hour. New Haven is probably about 10, 15 minutes, depending on traffic. So technically I only had about 15 minutes to get ready. I remember packing, in fact, it's underneath my desk, this um, piece of luggage. I have no idea what I put in there. So my cousin's wife said, call me when you, or send me a text message when, when you're on the train. So I, I think I called her and I said, um, I have no idea what I packed. Not a clue. Yeah. Yeah. She said, okay, so what size did, what, you know, she asked me what sizes I wore. Yeah. So by the time I got to Philly, um, like absolutely amazing. She and her daughters went shopping. They bought me clothes. They bought me a backpack, put all sorts of, um, you know, water and snacks and, you know, hand sanitizer and like, you name it, it was in there. And I thought to myself, oh my God, <laughs> like I was, my eyes kind of well up thinking about that, like in such a time of need. Wow. You made me well up. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It, yeah. I mean, wow. And she took, you know, she took me right to the, um, the emergency room and mm. stayed with me for a while. And, um, Whew. you know, God bless. I mean, as, as crazy at the time that was, it was just, you know, so amazing, um, how all of my family r rallied and so, so grateful. Um, <laughs> but back to what you do with, are you seeing a lot of, um, I imagine that a lot of your practice is basically online now, because you mentioned obviously that you do uh, your sessions remotely. So uh, yes, um, prior to the pandemic, I was working at um, a multidisciplinary kind of integrated health clinic that specialized in back pain. Um, and I was offering in-person Reiki sessions there for about two years prior to the pandemic. Um, and then the UK went into lockdown. And at the time I wasn't registered with the Complementary and Natural Healthcare Council. So the CNHC um, really sets a high bar for Reiki practitioners um, amongst other complementary therapists. And, and Yeah, something happened with the sound. <laughs> it, it keeps, okay, okay, hopefully, hopefully that's okay. So um, essentially I didn't have the badging at the time to go back to in-person sessions. Um, I now have that badging, which I'm very, very happy about. Um, but of course with Omicron, people are still concerned you know, and understandably so. So I am still offering in-person um, sessions, but a lot of people have been opting for the online sessions, the remote sessions. And, and that's been fine because, you know, as you said, by doing it that way, I'm not 
um, having to worry about distance or travel. Um, neither does the client. They can be anywhere in the world. And what's even nicer is often, as anyone who's had a Reiki session knows, you know, afterwards, you don't really want to do anything, much less get into a car and drive somewhere. <laughs> It'd be much nicer if you could put your feet up or just take some time. And so to be able to do that in the comfort of your own home is, is really, really nice. That's pretty neat. And how would our um, viewers and listeners um, get a hold of you? Uh, so I have a website. Um, my practice name is Bodhi Mindful, and that's a play on body mindful. Um, it's B-O-D-H-I-M-I-N-D-F-U-L. So all one word. So bodhimindful.com. Um, I do have a Facebook page and I also have an Instagram account under that name. So um, those are probably the easiest ways to, to get in touch. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. I'm writing that down myself. So, and I know I have it, but so I <laughs> won't forget bodhimindful.com. That is wonderful. Well, I so appreciate your being on today and sharing with us your, your wisdom and knowledge on what you do, um, being a Reiki holistic um, practitioner. And I hope that you will definitely consider coming on again. Um, any parting words? I think it's important to... <clears throat> to recognize a lot of my work is done through the lens of nervous system health and education. And I'm really passionate about teaching people what's going on in their physiology. And so I, I would just harken back to one moment when you were saying, you know, like when times are tough and you don't know, you're feeling low, you don't know what's going on. As hard as it is, sometimes I liken it to being caught in a wave. And the more you fight the wave, the more water's gonna go up your nose. It's just really not pleasant. So the best way to come out of a wave is to surrender to it. And so it's kind of, and then, you know, I would only suggest that when you surrender, if you can reach out to someone, a, a friend, a colleague, a family member, a therapist, um, and say, I'm in this rough place, I'm trying to surrender to it, can you help me? I just think is, is again, um, something that we're not taught to do and is really worth remembering. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. and. What a powerful message. Um, that is amazing. I, I'm thinking about that as, as I'm trying to come up with some words. Here. Um, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Hey, everyone, you know, Wealth Wellness Wednesday is all about creating that ripple effect. How will you create yours? Uh, again, Jolly, I want to thank you so much. I hope I said that correctly. I'm always doubting myself. Should never do that. No. Uh, thank you so much for being on the Two Sisters podcast. And we will see you tomorrow for Trending Thursday. I am signing off for now. This is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0 with Two Sisters. Make it a great one. Create that ripple effect. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.